Hello everyone, and welcome to this instalment of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Burridge. Yes, hello, that is me. I hope you're all having a brilliant day. Let's have a look at our topics today, shall we? In this episode, we will be looking at what's gone at this year's Consumer Electronics Show. Things get... CES. Oh, yes. Things get political. And we'll be having a look at the James Webb Space Telescope. Oh. So, let's get this cracking with some technical things shall we it's a new year we've got some new tech it is the best time of year in the electronics hardware world the consumer electronics show the only good thing to ever happen in las vegas it's like <laughs> a slightly delayed christmas so what have we had announced this year this year nvidia has announced the rtx 3090 ti yay it's not hard enough to get your hands on current gpus let alone future ones <laughs> availability is roughly the same this one's not even been produced yet so at the moment details on the specs are very sparse we have some information about like flop rates and whatever but i don't know what those words mean so i'm going to ignore them um it has an est it is estimated that the retail price tag will be over two thousand us dollars so basically treble that and you've got the actual price <laughs> you you've got the scalpers price on ebay 32 seconds after they go live yep actually there's probably already people there's probably already ones listings being sold. waiting to be deployed yeah. yeah it has a whopping 24 gigabytes of gddr6 memory on board that's a lot of ram well, that's a lot of vram not that anyone who actually wants to use that ram is going to be able to use that ram yeah, I, I could see this being useful for video editing with that much RAM. Yeah, except the video editors aren't ever going to get it one. <laughs> well, I, I imagine Linus's video editors over at LTT do, because they can seem to get their hands on all sorts. Wow. It's just who you know in the industry. Conspiracy. Was, was this you <laughs> adding this, this bullet point here? Yay, another card that no one will be able to buy or use. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. I don't remember putting that there. That but yes. Great. Um, availability is just going to be terrible. We all know it. But mm -hmm. I mean, who the hell is going to be, other than prosumers and professionals, I can't see any game ever requiring 24 gigs of VRAM. Well, I mean, if they start adding lots of NFTs, maybe. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, true. yeah. If you if you're mining Bitcoin at the same time as yeah, playing a game, I guess. Actually, I did see, I did see a fantastic picture of um, a bunch of dead graphics cards from a flooded Bitcoin mining facility, and I just had to laugh. Ah, uh, like partially sad, but also very happy. Nah, not even sad. I've I've got a decent graphics card. I'll stick with it for now. Thanks. The only reason I'd get rid of it was if I was switching to a smaller build and I had to get a shorter card. But no point even thinking about that at the moment. Nope. Given that silicon is hard to come by. Also announced this year at CES, Sony is starting an electric vehicle division. Which yes. is strange to me. As far as I'm aware, Sony have never gone into the vehicle game. No, I don't think so. I mean, I know that like some similar companies, for example, Samsung. Samsung have been make make literally anything. Samsung builds ships. 
<laughs> yeah, true. You buy a Samsung phone that's imported to Europe on a boat that was built by Samsung, but Sony, I don't know. I don't really know much about the history of the company other than its video game consoles, so I'll have to do some research on that. But Sony were not the only ones announcing electric vehicles this year. Um, in fact, there were a hell of a lot of electric vehicles at CES this year. Some concepts, but others are ready to go into production within the next two years, um, which is kind of very exciting because, you know, I don't want to have to spend a ridiculous amount of money for a Tesla when I get into when I have the facilities to drive an electric car. Yeah. So um, here's just a quick rundown of some of the EVs that were announced this year. So there was the Cadillac Interspace self-driving EV, which was a concept vehicle. There was the Chrysler Airflow Concept EV, again, another concept vehicle. The Chevrolet Equinox electric vehicle, which will be ready to purchase, not this coming autumn, but next autumn, with an pr estimated price point of around about 30,000 US dollars, which is ridiculously cheap for something electric that's not a Renault Zoe or a <laughs> Renault Twizy. <laughs> There's also... Uh, coming in 2024, a Chevrolet Silverado electric truck. Um, that just sounds excessively American, Silverado. But mm. So just, just the Chevrolet brand. Just waiting for noise to go, sorry. Uh, there was the Mercedes-Benz Vision EQXX, which actually has a bit of controversy about it, as it has come out that it cannot travel them faster than 90 miles per hour. Sorry, 90 or 19? Nine, nine zero. Oh, nine, nine zero. zero. Okay. Which, you know, everyone's like, ah, it can't do faster than 90. I'm, I'm like, that I mean, only really matters in Germany. I was going to say, where give, the me, give, me, give, yeah, give me a car which only does a maximum of 70. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, never driven above 70. No, no, neither have I. But hold on. It's crimes in the past. We can say that. No, <laughs> that comes up later. Uh... And finally, um, one of this one's not so much. A car, but it is an electric vehicle. It is the LG Omnipod self-driving vehicle. It's kind of weird. I just had a quick look at um, the Tech Radar article about it. It sort of seems like a driving office kind of thing. <laughs> Very weird. But anyway, also announced at CES, just as a last final thing because I was not going to go through the list, but there were so many gaming laptops announced, as there is every year. It's it's mental. Imagine who, has, a, who has? I imagine a lot of them have probably tried to do the whole, like, uh, they're made out of, like, recycled bits as well, haven't they? That's, like, a, being a big thing recently, I've noticed, yeah. with laptops. I'm liking the trend with laptops recently of modularity and repairability. Yes. Like the framework laptop. Yeah. I guess not I find sponsored. that... No, Although not a framework would like to send me a laptop, <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it, it. Tom will break it, though, just as a heads up. I will take it apart immediately. Yes. But that's the idea. So just send him extra parts as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe some cable ties. He likes cable ties. They get everywhere. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Beats no. electrical tape, though. I, I think it's good that they're um doing more recyclable like yes, electronics. It's a lot better for the environment. 
Do you know what's not good for our environment, though? Your rant next. <laughs> you say my rant, but I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> equally as peeved at this. Yeah. So this it's is time. Yeah, we we called this the rambling on podcast instead of what it was before because we wanted to be able to go into other topics that just interested us in general or get sidetracked and get sidetracked in this case this is just it things are gonna get political here uh so this is my only real news topic in this entire episode because i've been sick the last couple of weeks um not COVID related, but I was partying the other day, so you know. Um, hmm. I wrote most of this episode because I've been procrastinating <laughs> and not doing my year. <laughs> so, the one thing that has not escaped my attention is what is now being dubbed as quote unquote party gate, where you know it just seems to be Boris and his chums having a good old time while people are dying and not being able to see their families and. All sorts of bad things. Every single week. Every single week, too. Yeah, because it, it started off as just a few parties, and then there was a few more, and then there was a few more, and then we're up to, like, nine plus. But then we then find out that it was every Friday, I believe. Yeah, every fr Friday, uh, Friday after work drinks. Yep. And that included during... No, I wouldn't mind if they stopped during the lockdown like everyone else did. It's the fact Arts. that they didn't do that. <laughs> to the point where they had two parties. It wasn't just one party. Two parties on the same night, which was held the night before Prince Philip's funeral. Now, I'm not a royalist, but... Or am I? But what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like, if Queenie had done that, you know, she'd have been like, oh, Philip's dead. Time for a party. You know, and then had a yeah. party the night before his funeral. People would be going, get rid of the monarchy. Get rid of the establishment. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, from what I can understand, people are doing that about the government now anyway. But yeah, but it seems Boris is still hanging in there. Somehow. Somehow. Uh. He is now less popular than Theresa May was at her lowest. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> he is nearly as unpopular as Jeremy Corbyn's lowest rating. Yikes. And yet he's still in power. And yet he is still in power. To the point where his ministers are still backing him. Because yeah, they, they they care about their job security rather than, you yeah. know. But the thing is, surely this is surely this is going against their job security because surely surely well, if a GE happened, they would not have a job. Yeah. It it just baffles me. The whole thing baffles me. Don't worry, you're not the only one. There's a lot of us who are in a state of confused as to what the hell is wrong with these people. Uh, 
It's not a good time. But, uh, yeah. So, at the moment, the 1922 committee, the letters, some MPs are saying there's about 35 of the 54 required. The whips believe it's nearer to 20. Right, okay. So, no one really knows what's going on there. So, no one really knows what's going on. Standard <clears throat> operating procedure. That's that's just how I've... Uh... How I felt throughout. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It. Uh, and then, of course, there's. I mean, I'm not going to actually say that particular line. I'm going to get rid of that before I actually uh, say it. But um, no, Liz Truss came out and was like, "We need to forget about Partygate now." It's like, no, 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 no we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> you want us to forget about it? And then, of course, there's Operation Save Big Dog. Save Big Dog. Uh, which is also now being called Red Meat. Operation Red Meat. Yeah, I don't know why it's called that. No. I mean, for all we know, it's a load of baloney. Uh, but then again... Baloney's kind of pink. Uh, okay. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I... I... I mean, yeah, I just don't even know what to say. Like, that's why I didn't even put a rant, because what He's could I possibly say? Genuinely speechless. I'm just perplexed. It... Aren't we all? Just... It's incredible how much disdain they seem to have for everyone. Yeah. Well, now they're threatening the bloody BBC with defunding. Yeah, they're threatening to be... But the thing is, I, I was reading about that as well. And apparently, based on the way the funding is done or something, the earliest you can technically defund them is 2028. Yeah. So, I mean, I could be wrong. Please don't listen to, you know... Please remember to fact check us. We are morons. Yeah, we're, we're, we're just, like, sort of rolling with it here and, you know, learning like everyone else is. And making views as best as we can. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, of course, he's got into hiding, it seems, as well. Not great. Yeah. Oh, man. I might Just... have to try that. What, go to hiding? Go hide from her problems. Mm. Well, it's working for him at the moment. Well, no, it isn't. But it <laughs> is. A... Well, it's weird. Because <laughs> he's still Prime Minister, so it is working for him. Yeah. But if Working more enough. but if any more come out, like can honestly, if more and more and more keep coming after this, then could he? Like surely not. Like surely well, it, a, it comes to a point where like even his backbenchers who seem to mostly be defending him still at the moment for some probably reason. They were the ones invited to the parties. Yeah, probably. But it it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Regardless, they they have a load of plans to like save Boris's hide, and it looks like a lot of the civil servants will probably be the ones taking the fall. Yeah. So <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I I can't. Strange times. Uh, his main right. Big one. Oh what, what are you what? I'm on a on I'm on an article also reading through about all this ah, as okay. well. Like there's just more and more on there. That's a dangerous hole to go down. Yeah. 
there's a lot. It's interesting, though, that the likes of Rishi Sunak gave a very blanket sort of just like, oh, yes, he was right to apologize, but didn't really say much else. You know, there was no real support in there, was there? It was very much just a, yeah, he was right to apologize. Oh, Rishi's just waiting for his turn to be in charge. Yeah. Which he probably sees on the horizon there. Which is why he's hiding. Yeah. And then, of course, there's, like, apparently the uh, ex-education uh, secretary, Gavin Williamson, is possibly getting a knighthood. Well, assuming that's just to keep him quiet. Although you I... get a knighthood. And you get a knighthood. Although I'm it's not... like Oprah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Do you reckon Matt Hancock will get one as well for services to... Oh, God. I hope not. I don't know. Cheating on your wife or something. I mean, that is the royal way, so... <laughs> I'm sure the royals would love it. Oh, dear. It's all a mess over here. Oh, yeah. For our non-British listeners. For our non-British listeners. Yep. <sighs> right. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Before gets Please. into a deeper hole. I'm, 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 uh... So, our final main topic today is the $10 billion James Webb Space Telescope. It is finally in space and deployed. It's three years late to launch, but, you know, that's not unprecedented for spacecraft, especially when they cost as much as this. So you don't want to exactly just chuck your piece of very expensive equipment that people have dedicated over 400 million man hours to. I was going to say, it's what is um, it, like just, $10 just billion dollars or something? Yeah, the overall cost of approximately $10 billion. Um, it's ready to do some space looking at. <laughs> Finally launching on Christmas Day 2021 aboard a Ariane 5 rocket provided by the European Space Agency in return for telescope time. The James Webb Space Telescope is finally where it's supposed to be, which is oh. up in space. Up in space. Up in space. It's up there somewhere. Looking at us right yes. now. Yes. After two... Uh, it's not looking at us. It's looking oh. the other way. Okay. <laughs> Why do you want to look at us? Uh, well, I don't know. We're a mess right now, as we've just said. Uh... Yeah, that's why it's looking away. It's turned its back on us. It's had enough. <laughs> After two nerve-wracking weeks... For the staff at NASA and everywhere else, pretty much, given the amount of... There was 14 countries involved with the James Webb Space Telescope. So there's a lot of people around the world all sweating as it launches and unfolds. It was too big to send up in operational, situational, whatever nonsense. Um, configuration, that's the word I'm thinking of. So it unfolded over a two-week period, deploying not only its telescope mirrors, but a sun shield to prevent its images being affected by the brightness of the sun behind it. It's finally unfolded. It will now go through a roughly six-month diagnostic period to verify that everything works, and then it will start doing some telescoping. It will be looking back... A long time, due to the way physics works. 
So, uh, Burridge, you probably won't understand this. Sorry, not not taking a guess at your understanding of <laughs> physics, but I'm taking a guess at your understanding of I, physics. I, I think physics was my best science subject at GCSE, but, <laughs> you know, <Okay. laughs> not very much. So this telescope will effectively be looking back in time. Ooh. It will be looking at light that is several, well, billions of years old. If you look up at the sky at night and you look at a star, the the absolute youngest that light will be is four years. Oh, of course, yes. It takes four years for the light to reach us from that particular star. Obviously, the further away it is, the older the light is. So what the James Webb Telescope will be looking at is it will be looking at um, light from around the time of the formation of the first galaxies. So we're talking seven or eight billion years ago, which is a long time ago, (laughs) in a galaxy far, far away. Quite literally, we could be watching Star Wars on the James Webb Space Telescope. (laughs) But (laughs) that's... That's just a basic rundown of what we're looking at. But we are literally looking at ancient history i am so happily it's finally up, happily i'm so happy it's finally up there it's it'll be taking over duties from the famous space telescope burge can you name it nope hubble hubble the hubble space telescope it'll be augmenting that mission basically it'll be taking over the main space telescope duties we can see a darn sight further with James Webb. Uh, Hubble can finally relax. <laughs> it's like, right, I'm, done, I'm done, guys. I'm retiring. Hubble has been around for a very long time. Mm. So it got serviced by a space shuttle, and space shuttle haven't flown in years. So, you know, always a shame, but they do cost a stupid amount of money to maintain and operate so i mean whatever the launch for the james Webb space telescope went so well in fact that the estimated span of the mission so the estimated remaining fuel for attitude corrections altitude corrections other maneuvering stuff and just to power the whole thing is now 20 years given that the james Webb the james webb space telescope was originally designed for a five-year lifespan I'd say that's pretty good. But, I mean, look at the Opportunity rover. That was designed for a 90-day lifespan, and that was up on Mars for more than a decade. So, Shit. you know, if you want something to last for a long time, you ring NASA and tell get the Jet Propulsion Laboratory on it, because they are good at what they do. I guess at this point they... I guess at this point they have so many years of... Yeah, they have some of the most talented people in the world working yeah. for them. So, you know, you, doesn't surprise me that they can man, they can pull this off. But uh, yes, I'm happy with the space news. It's all good. <laughs> so let's move on to some mini topics. In the topic of mental engineering, BMW engineers have a developed a color-changing car. This is a bit of a strange one. Okay. okay. <laughs> Literally. It is uh, um, BMW X5, I think, was used in the demo. 
or like the X Files like cousin build or whatever. Um, it's wrapped in e ink. The stuff they use on paperwhite e readers. So okay. it's either white or black. Um, they demonstrated patterns all over the car. One area that they were proposing to use it on was license plates, which I thought was, you know, very sketchy. I mean, you've all seen the James Bond. Was it James Bond that had the flipping license plate? I think there was a James Bond car that had that. Uh, yeah, Where I the think license so. Plate changed over. So yeah, you could uh, imagine that. Um, bit interesting that BMW chose to make a color changing car, given the one color changing bit of the car, the indicators that flash orange. Are never used, so you know. True, that's, a... that's an optional extra for BMW. Yeah, remember, if you ever feel worthless in life, there is someone somewhere at a BMW plant installing indicators. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> yeah. The only thing, like obviously, this technology is just bizarre. But imagine being able to rent out the side of your vehicle to advertisers <laughs> and change like what it says. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably going to be a use for it, let's be honest. We've all seen the little vans with two, L two uh, LED TV screens on the back that just yeah. advertise. So it'll just be like a version of that. But I thought that was a very interesting... That was one of the things that really caught the media's attention at CES was BMW's colour-changing car. Which is interesting, because the past several years, it's been the self-driving capabilities of cars. Yeah. But I guess that's become such a normal thing to expect there now that, ooh, car change colour. That's weird. <laughs> Don't know whose media I'm taking the mick out of here. Um, but yeah, it's like... There's so many uh, self-driving projects there now that everyone's just like, hey, this one changes colour. That's that's more noteworthy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was watching um, coverage from a BBC person about CES, and they focused on some really strange things. I mean, I guess I, I'm used to seeing CES content covered by tech YouTubers, so they mostly focus on computers and stuff. Yeah. Seeing some other sides of CES is proper weird. So there was one thing. It was like... Like, imagine a locker. Like you get at a swimming pool or whatever, but with a thicker wall that you mount to your house and it's got like a tunnel pass-through yep. in the middle. So you, have to, you cut a big hole in your exterior wall and mount that. And the idea is you give your Uber Eats rider or whatever a code and they open the outside and they put it inside and it keeps your food either hot or cold depending on what it is until you take it out the other side. It was such a strange thing to see on CES. <laughs> but that's what the BBC decided to cover. It was like, what on? Whose idea is this? <laughs> but, you know, it's one of them weird things. Anyway, moving on from CES now. City Skylines has a new DLC and two new content creator packs coming out on the 25th of January this year. Prices to be determined. Um, the DLC is the Airports DLC. Ooh. It's finally happening. There's modular airports. I'm so happy. <laughs> this is so you. Yes, I love City Skylines. It is a fantastic game. If I was any good at math, I could be a city planner. 
And if I was any good at drawing. I'm not good at either of those things, so I'm not. <laughs> I'm instead a cybersecurity student who currently hates university. So, Fair. you know, might not end well. But we'll have to see what the future brings. But for now, yes, there's going to be new types of airports. You'll be able to utilize, you'll be able to make custom runways, taxiways, all sorts. It looks really good. As someone who has played around with some of the modular airport mods, I hope it works a darn sight better than them. Because the mods are janky. <laughs> but um, there's also uh, the vehicle content creator pack. Um, so this pack has been put together out of assets produced by a member of the community whose name I cannot remember. Begins with a B. That's all I remember. It has 21 new vehicles from around the world. So there's 21 countries or cities represented by a particular vehicle. For example, um, Rome, or more specific, well, Italy, really, is represented by a Lamborghini Aventador police car, like Ooh. the real one they have. Yes. Um, London is represented by a Routemaster bus. Of course we'd be a bus. How, what? What? What other iconic public transport do we have other than the tube? Uh, the black but the cabs. Tube... Ah, I guess, yeah. But the tube has a variety of rolling stocks, so we couldn't use that. Black cabs could have worked, I guess, but I actually don't think there is any taxis in the pack. But whatever. Um, like, New York's represented by its style of metro train. Chicago's represented by a bin lorry. I found that quite amusing, as did the whole subreddit. Um, and as well as the vehicle content creator pack, there is a new map pack. Again, another content created pack made by a member of the community. I don't have a clue who. Again, sorry. Um, Google is your friend when I don't know things. <laughs> it has eight new maps. I finally got there in terms of how many things I was holding up. Eight new maps. Um, all of them varying in styles. Um, there is one feature in the ad in the trailer for the map pack that is going to be included in the base game in an update for free, but we don't know what it is yet. So people are hoping it's the ability in vanilla to buy more than nine tiles. Because that's one thing that everyone's always hated in City Skylines is that you can only buy nine tiles. What have I just done? I accidentally deleted a title. But yes, um, <laughs> I am very much looking forward to these DLC. I own all of the DLC for City Skylines, except the radios, but I don't listen to the in-game radio, so that doesn't matter. I will be having fun with those, update with those DLC as soon as they release. Thank you, uh, Colossal Order, for that. And our final topic for today... Take-Two is buying... Uh, Burridge, can you pronounce that for me? Is it Zynga? Uh, Zynga, I think. Zynga, yes. The mobile gaming developer, famous for Farmville. <laughs> as yeah. well as other titles. Who Hooray. remembers when Farmville was a Facebook game? Uh, I do. I always preferred Car Town. Uh, <laughs> Who remembers when Facebook had proper games? 
I don't, because it never has. Um, well, when Facebook had games. Now it just has um, terrible takes from your old relatives. Uh... <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like Take Two wants to take on the mobile gaming market. In the words of um, who was it? Was it Blizzard? Don't you people Do have people phones? Have... Yeah, yeah. That was about um, Diablo. Diablo Mobile. Yeah, whatever it was. Whatever called. they end up calling it. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay, I so mean, this is something you added. Yeah, I added this because if they're looking to take on the mobile market, that's fine. Because their Grove Street Game Studio did a pretty good job with the mobile ports of like GTA San Andreas, by all accounts. But GTA their, Chinatown thing. But they're uh, no, 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 no. Chinatown was so many years ago. Um, that ha- that wasn't that on. on yeah, the, uh, on on the iPod Touch second generation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that that wasn't Grove Street Games. Grove Street Games was only formed, like, in the last few years, I think. Ah. Um, Grove Street Games. Let's have a quick look, actually. Uh, Let's see. Uh, it was formerly called War Drum Studios between 2007 and 2020. Uh, so, yeah, they got called... Wow. Okay. Apparently, they had five employees in 2011, according to Wiki. Damn. And the only product they've made, apart from the remasters, uh, oh, here we go. They so their list of games, bearing in mind all these games until GTA. Oh no, they did make Chinatown Walls. Hey, uh, but obviously they would have been. Uh, they would have been uh, whatever I just said. They, uh, War Drum Studios is what they were yeah. when they made that. Um, before their rebranding, so they so they've developed Ghostbusters the video game. Didn't know that existed. Lucha Libra, blah 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 blah. I recognise that name. Uh, they made GTA Three Tenth Anniversary Edition for Android Fire OS and, uh, uh, and iOS. That's uh, uh that and Amazon uh, Amazon Fire one, tablets. Yeah. yeah, they made Max Pay Mobile. So basically, from 2011. Uh, minus a brief stint when they made Monster Madness for Android and History Great Battles Medieval for Android, iOS, and whatnot. They're primarily a mobile developer from around 2011. Yeah. Um, obviously, they worked with Rockstar Games to make GTA 3 10th Anniversary Edition, which by all accounts is fine on those devices. Then they made Max Payne Mobile, then they did GTA Vice City 10th year edition. And then they did GTA San Andreas in 2013, uh, which was like on the Windows phone, the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 versions and stuff oh, like the that. Windows phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chinatown Wars the year after. Uh, they also made Bully Anniversary Edition for Android and iOS. Yeah. They also ported Ark Survival Evolved to Android and iOS. And then they got rebranded uh, in 2020, I want to say. They become Grove Street. And they became Grove Street Games. And as Grove Street Games, they've made Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. That mess, which, we which was a disaster. A few so. I can sort of see why they maybe bought Zynga, because maybe yeah. 
maybe they just wanted a bigger powerhouse because obviously wardrobe studios clearly made a lot of ios ports and whatnot so you know they know what they're doing with mobile but that that's all ports that's not that's really all ports developing that's from not scratch. no exactly and let's be honest if you think if you think about yeah mobile gaming you probably think zynga if yeah. you if you think that or um was it king that made candy crush a uh, king was candy yeah, crush king. i think i'd say those are the two big names in terms of crap you you aren't plays on the internet yeah. but yeah i'm hoping that that investment is worth it to take two as they are spending 12.7 billion us on it they're spending more on zynga than nasa spent on the james webb space telescope so god that's the highest purchase price for farmville ever <laughs> so i hope it's worth it oh let's see here uh... oh, Verge is having a look look that up for me uh, in a statement, Take-Two said the acquisition would establish it as one of the largest and most diversified mobile game publishers in the industry. Uh, the company said Zynga's expertise could help drive its free-to-play and cross-platform ambitions. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> and help it bring Take-Two's console-slash-PC properties to mobile. So, oh, boy. So, basically, what they're saying is their Grove Street... What's the betting, then? Grove Street Games is going to shut down soon. Uh, highly likely. It's same Either as that or it's... Grove Street will stay, just handling, um, G uh, Rockstar stuff. Maybe, yeah. Because, like, I feel like Zynga has a bit of a reputation. They don't make anything quite as violent. Yeah. As GTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Grove Street might be absorbed into Zynga, but stay as a separate label just for um their more adult yeah audiences properties but we shall have to see my crystal ball is currently in the shop getting repaired so i can't look into the future <laughs> uh so following the acquisition the person who's currently ceo and chairman will continue while the management team of take two will lead the combined company All right okay uh, Interessant. Ah. Farage is learning things. So Zynga will oversee Take-Two's own mobile efforts uh, going forward, including the T2 mobile games business. Right. Which okay. will operate under the Zynga brand as its own label within the company. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. That's crazy, though. That's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, that's a hell of a lot of money. To have owned Zynga shares a month ago. <laughs> And then waited for this announcement because I expect they shot up in price. Oh yeah. In fact, I'm just going to find out when I can find the thing. Oh, I can just look at the trading price on there. I don't need to open trading two on two for that. <laughs> trade Zynga stock value. Oh, it's actually down today. Oh, but compared to a month, yeah, it shot up to um, it shot up by. $2.44 a share but when your stock value was only $6 at the 7th of Jan $2.44 is more than a third nearly half its value added on so 
you know, if you had a lot of shares, you could have made a decent amount of money there. But um, anyway, yes. Oh, no, don't minimize that. I need the scripts. Thank you. <laughs> Moron. I think that's us done for today. Yeah, I think so. Uh, obviously, a yeah. lot of topics on your end today because I was sick before Not we... Not talking uh... for me. I'll yeah. crack the whip. Make sure you get writing. Oh, it's my turn next time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that is us all done for this episode of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. If you like what you've heard and want to hear more, you can subscribe to Burridge and Tom over on YouTube or follow our podcast on your favourite podcast source. If you really like what you heard, then you can support us over on Ko-fi. And if you want to get involved with the community, you can join our Discord. The links to all these are more available over at BurrageandTom.com. As always, I have been Tom. And I have been Burridge. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next time with more nonsense. Goodbye. Goodbye.